Welcome to Life Coaches and Cahoots. My name is Melinda Oltz and I co-host this podcast with Stephanie Islets. We are certified ULA Life Coaches and together with the ULA community, we are on a mission to change the world with a word, ULA. Every other week, we bring you an inspiring coach's story and message. It is our hope to encourage you to discover how you too can start living your ULA life. If you are excited to start learning how living differently and create a life of less stress, more balance, and personal growth, this is podcast for you. A brief disclaimer, nothing in the podcast is intended to replace the services of a trained therapist, doctor, or health professional or otherwise the substitute for professional mental health, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello and welcome everyone. Today we are going to discuss another ULA blocker, focus. And as a reminder, ULA blockers are those things that hold you back from living your ULA life. And today we have Coach Heather Hill here with us to talk about the different ways a lack of focus or misdirected focus can stop us from achieving our goals and living the life we want and deserve. Heather Hill is a certified holistic nutritionist, revelation wellness instructor, and balanced wellness coach. She has a passion for sharing God's word with others to see them grow their relationship with Jesus so they can walk in their purpose according to his plan for them. Her mission as a coach is to help women move through trauma into a life of health and healing. She is a child of God, wife, mother of three, and Nana of five. Originally from Canada, she moved to Michigan in 1982 and became a U.S. citizen in 1996. While her older son, Chris, and daughter Michelle live in Michigan with their children. She currently lives in Tennessee with her husband, Rick, and her youngest son, Nick. Heather merges her passion for sharing her faith with her self-compassion trauma awareness training and nutrition education for a holistic approach to overcoming trauma. I am Coach Stephanie, and I am here today with Coach Melinda, my co-host, and whole wellness freedom coach, Heather Hill. Hi, Melinda. Hello. Hello, ladies. As Stephanie said, we are on a mission to showcase some of our fabulous Ula life coaches and share their stories. And we are very excited to introduce Heather Hill to our listeners today as she shares about herself and the Ula Blocker Focus. Welcome, Heather, and thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi, Heather. Hey, so I noticed when I was reading your introduction that you didn't mention your furry family members, but we know you have them and we love animals, both Melinda and I do. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your pets? Yeah, I, I tease my husband that I think our I have an Instagram page for our dogs and cats and they have more followers than he does. But we have two 60-pound red tuxedo golden doodles and they're hysterical. They definitely keep us on our toes. Their names are Nashville and Knoxville. So we we got them when we already knew we were moving to Tennessee. So that's why we picked those names. And then we have Anakin and Boba Fett. And there are two orange tabby rescues. And they're a little bit less than hysterical. They're, um, they try every bit of our patience. I've, I've had a lot of people tell me that they would have gotten rid of them by now. But, you know, I signed a contract that I was going to take care of them. And honestly, they are starting to calm down a bit now after seven years of wreaking havoc in our home. Cats. So do you Knox and Nash, do they like Tennessee better than Michigan? 
Yeah, well, we had a bigger backyard for them in uh, Michigan, but there's a lot of trails here. So Rick takes them, they, you know, go for a lot of walks. And um, so they like that. So they're doing, they're both doing fine. Uh, our animals settled in faster than we did, honestly. Now, my next question, are you now liking it now that you've moved? And it's been like a year, right? 18 months. 18 so months. yeah, it was a little bit, it was, I, I tell people it was actually probably one of the most traumatic things that we've been through just because of the length of time. It was like just difficult physically and mentally. And there was so much that um, I thought I had really prepared, you know, I'm kind of a plan ahead person. And there was just so much that I couldn't even possibly have known about. And, you know, the physical move itself was tough. And I didn't, I don't think I realized how much my kids and grandkids were going to be not happy about us moving. Like they waited until the very end to really <laughs> snow. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, you know, and then about a week after we got here, we all got COVID. So it was just like one thing after another. And the medical system's very difficult here, or, you know, different here, not difficult. It's just different. But we've been here like 18 months now. And I know without a doubt, it was the best move for us. And I'm 100% sure that God put it on our heart to come to Tennessee for our church that we found, that I found before I moved from Michigan. I made sure I found my church first. So um, yeah, I, we are definitely meant to be here. And I'm really excited for what's to come for us in Tennessee. Well, that's so good to hear. I'm happy about that. So let's uh, talk a little bit about you and your coaching. It says in the introduction that you're a certified holistic nutritionist. And that really got my attention because I am really into all things holistic and nutrition. So tell us about that, how you use that in your coaching practice. Yeah, so I am certified through AFPA as a holistic nutritionist and you know, growing up, I'm a product of the prepared food generation where everything was from a box and a can. And I never really knew how to prepare healthier food. So when I took the course, the certification, took it mostly for myself, but quickly discovered that that's my focus area for clients is women that are my age. And I knew it would be something that I'd be able to help others with. And many seniors, I'm kind of a younger senior, but I'm still technically a senior, but um, they don't have the knowledge or the income available to purchase and prepare like healthier m foods, healthier meals. And that's an area that I'm really working on growing here. So I've been um, active with the senior center here and um, going to be start doing some nutrition education there. I have my small group through church there already. And then um, looking forward to doing a lot more. And, you know, plus proper nutrition is just an important tool to help with so many ailments for seniors and just everybody, right? You can you can fix so much that's wrong with you just by eating properly for you know healthy foods. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's our seventy twenty ten that we seventy mm -hmm. percent yeah. nutrition. That's great. It sounds like we all share in the wanting to help others as well. And I'm equally interested in knowing more about being a Revelation Wellness instructor. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that is, um, that's really where my heart is mostly. I'm a fitness teacher, gospel preacher, certified through Revelation Wellness. And it's a faith-based fitness program that focuses on more, not on helping you be a size two model that our world kind of pushes on us as a healthy standard, but being more like Jesus, healthy in mind, body, and spirit. And so we work on strengthening our faith as we strengthen our body. But everybody is different. Like every body is different. And it's important to remember that you're God's good idea, just the way you are. 
and that your appearance actually and your your body size and what you look like is actually the least interesting thing about you, right? How you love God and how you love others and how you treat others is what comes first. Great. I have never actually heard of RWI, so I'm learning something new today. I've gotten so. So you're a balanced wellness coach as well. And this must be the part that ties into becoming a certified ULA life coach. Is that right? Yeah. So with the, you know, I became an ULA life coach first. And then um, then I did the Revelation Wellness certification. And then I did the holistic nutrition. And now it's all kind of come full circle now that they're doing the mind and body certification. I'm super excited for that. And I'm actually was just, I've taken my website down and everything. I'm rebranding everything. And then they have come up with this. So I'm very excited to see where that, that's going to help me tie everything all in together, I think. So I think a lot of coaches are really excited for that. Myself mm-hmm. included. Yeah. We probably we're all jumping up and down when we heard that announcement. That was unexpected, but expected and great. I just yeah. loved it. Yeah. Did you want to tell us a little bit about how you first discovered Ula and, and how you were led down the path to becoming a coach? Sure. I initially, like many others, I found out about Ula through Young Living. I was a member of Young Living and I saw the oils, the set of oils that they had and bought the oils in the kit, started using the oils, didn't read the book. And (laughs) I owned it. I thought I should have learned from it just by owning it. But, and then I just started following them and following what they were talking about. And then uh, they were in Michigan for a book signing. And so I went to see them there. And then that's when I really became, you know, I mean, you guys will probably agree. Once you meet the Ula guys in person, it's better than any book. But uh, then I started, I read all the books and then they announced coaching and I was all in right from the beginning. Yeah, I I do. I met him at a book signing in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that we are discussing the ULA blocker of focus today. And having a clear focus is a good thing. However, it can morph into an ULA blocker quite quickly and can take on one of two forms, lack of focus or misdirected focus. Can you, Heather, explain to our listeners why a lack of focus can become an issue and give us an example of a time you or maybe a client have experienced? Well, anytime, um, you know, anything that takes you off of the path that you're working towards your goals, that's a blocker, right? So the, it's one thing to be focused, but you can be overly focused on something, which can also be a problem if you're excluding other things or other parts of your life. So it's important to have um, balanced focus and not have misdirected focus. With my clients, I can't think of a client that really had trouble with the focus. But um, personally, I think I struggle with being too focused on something. And that's just part of (laughs) my personality. I get set on something and I I focus too much on it. People call it like, well, you're a workaholic or you're, you know, but it's, it's really misdirected focus if you're just too tied into one thing that you're neglecting other areas of your life. Right. So let's talk about lack of focus. The lack of focus can seem common in our culture these days, especially in terms of not delaying gratification. For instance, buying what you want when you want it, eating what you want when you want it, And in the ULA book, Dr. Troy and Dr. Dave write, live like you're going to die tomorrow, but plan like you're going to live forever. 
So let's discuss this. Why delaying gratification is so important. So I think when you're working towards something, it's easy to say, oh, why isn't this happening right now? Like, I want this now. I'm wor- I've been working for this for a long time, and I'm, I'm still not getting what I'm working towards. And I tend to look at it as if I'm not getting what I'm working towards right away, it's just not my time, right? It's just not, I'm not ready for it for some reason. I might not know what that reason is, but if it just doesn't happen as fast as I'd like it to, I'm not ready for it yet. And I think that God in his wisdom knows when we're ready and he holds things back or gives us things when he knows that we're ready because he knows that that's the right time. So when I don't get something that I wanted, I know it's just not my time and my time will come. Or maybe I need to see if I'm working towards the wrong thing completely. And, you know, it's time to pivot and work towards something else. Right. Focus on the bigger goal and sacrifice now to win later. Right. Let's discuss the other part of this Ula blocker, misdirected focus. I have this theory that I think we should schedule our misdirected focus because I think misdirected focus is actually caused by overwhelm and your and it causes you to procrastinate what you're supposed to be doing. So I always think if you feel you, you have to be able to recognize that that's happening. And then if you recognize that's happening, then you can say, all right, I need to step back and do something that gives me joy right now. Like I need to take either 10, 20 or 30 minutes, do something that will give me joy to get away from this overwhelm so that I can get back to what I need to be doing. You know, just give yourself permission to take that break. And and it'll clear your head and your heart and get you in a better state physically and mentally to get back to what you need to be focusing on. So whenever I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed, that's exactly what I do. I'll set a timer and I'll just, I'll go outside, I'll play with the dogs, I'll avoid the cats. <laughs> I'll do something that brings me joy for just a few minutes and then I can get back to what I need to be doing. That's a great tip. In our massage practice, we actually hand out tennis balls we write on them, stress less, play more, so that people can take a break and get out there and play with their dogs. Yeah, love that. Yeah, I, I just did that today. I looked at my calendar when I got this morning, and I, and I started to be like, why did I schedule all this in one day? But then I found the time to take the two dogs out to get out of the house and into the sunshine and fresh air before I took yeah. on this podcast interview. Perfect. <laughs> So what Ula Accelerator do you think someone could use to combat the Ula Blocker of Focus? So my number one Ula Accelerator is integrity. I know the Ula guys say passion will get, will beat down any blocker, but I think integrity will combat any blocker. If you have integrity with God and yourself and others, then you'll know your passion and your purpose, and you'll act with that humility and wisdom that God has given you and your gratitude and love for God will help keep you disciplined and you'll be able to do anything that you set your mind to. But you have to have integrity and know what you're supposed to be doing. So is that, is it integrity you said just your favorite Ula Accelerator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. So we are also asking all the coaches on our show some questions similar to the Pruis questionnaire which became popular from a parlor game created by Marcel Pruis, a French essayist and novelist who believed that in answering 35 questions, an individual reveals his or her true nature. 
And we tell everyone, we're not asking you all 35. We just picked five. (laughs) The first one is, tell us something in your life that has grown out of a personal disaster. Definitely my purpose, because I am focused on being for others the person that I needed when I was at my lowest point. I seek those people out and I pray that God puts them in my path so that I can serve them. So definitely my purpose, because I think you have to take purpose out of every pain that you experience. There's a reason for every pain. When and where were you the happiest you've ever been? I think, you know, I've had a lot of low times, but I've also had a lot of happy times. And I think it's hard to pick just one. But I know being in the mountains was part of the reason why I wanted to originally move to Tennessee is, you know, I just feel closer to God. And it's like a joy I can't even describe. So I think just being in nature and that's when I'm the happiest. But, you know, of course, all my kids and um, my husband have to mention my husband. It isn't, you know, there's a lot of times that I've been very happy, but I think I'm most at peace and happy when I'm in the mountains. I get to go up into the mountains. So, what relationship defines love for you, real or fictional? Um, I mean, it's it's my relationship with Jesus, without a doubt. There's just no greater love than that. So. I know you just mentioned your husband, and I realized I was going to ask you about him earlier, about he's part of the Willow community, too. And I was yeah. like, that's exciting yeah. when your spouse gets on board with it, too. Is that? It, it is, because it's such a big part of my life. So I'm glad that it's also a big part of his life. We live by the Ula principles, and he has been to an Ulapalooza. He doesn't like going to Ulapalooza when I'm mentor coaching, because I don't really sit with him. So <laughs> that's but then when I come home, we we do his Ulapalooza after that. So, um, yeah, it's been a huge help having him be part of the community. He's an ambassador and on my team. So um, that's the one place I get to tell him what to do. <laughs> uh, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay. So uh, getting back to Pruist here, what person, place, or experience has shaped you the most? So... Again, you know, it's hard to pick one thing when, I mean, you to my age, I've had a lot of experiences and met a lot of people. So, but I've had a lot of amazing teachers and pastors along the way that have really um, helped me. But probably the first time that I met the Ula guys in person at the book signing that was in Michigan, because I saw that they were going to be there. And I'm, I'm glad that I mentioned it to my husband. I normally wouldn't have until the day before and told him where we're going, but I did mention it ahead of time. And then, um, it was actually, during one of my darker times. And so when the day came to go and I said, hey, I'm not going to go. I just don't want to go. It's not going to do any good. I don't need to see them. And my husband actually said, oh, I think we're going to go. We're going we're gonna to go and see the little guys. And I said, I don't, I don't want to go. He said, I really think we should go. And it was back and forth and back and forth. And so the whole ride there, I looked out my window on my side and did not speak to him. And then we got there and it was just so great to see them. It was a smaller group. It was only 30 people. And um, when they talk, they just emit like warmth and, you know, you feel like you're talking to your best friend. And Dave said, God has created you for greatness and a purpose. And he looks at each person when he's talking to them. And he, when he said that, he looked right at me and that was it. I was done. I just put my head down and I was, you know, a puddle. It was a mess. So 
I think that's when I knew I had, I'm getting even choked up right now. <laughs> I think that's when I knew I had to really be part of ULA and really actually read the book and, you know, start doing the framework. And, um, and then that has just made such a difference. So. Well, nice. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> yes. That's what I was going to say. And thankfully, you know, he doesn't normally put his foot down with me, but he's, you know, that day he was like, oh no, we're going. Oh, so. Good. So the last of the Proust questions, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? So I think about this a lot and I've heard this, that other people say this as advice to the younger self. And I just would like to remind myself when I was younger that it gets better. You know, just keep going. It gets better. There's a reason for what you're going through and just keep pushing forward and it's going to get better. We are also asking all the coaches on our show if they have taken an Enneagram test. For anyone out there unfamiliar, the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. Have you taken an Enneagram test? And if so, what's your number? Uh, I have taken it. I I took it a while ago and then I took it recently. I thought maybe I had changed. But I'm still in an Enneagram one. I feel like I should have changed though, because I feel like I've softened a bit in my age. But yeah, it's still an Enneagram one. Would you like to share with the listeners more about what that means? Or would you like us to summarize it? So I don't have the list in front of me, but basically I, I know it means that you're a rule follower and very organized and very, you know, matter of fact. And I don't know if you have a list, maybe you should share the list. Well, it's interesting because one of the things that a number one has is a lot of integrity, which mm -hmm. happens to be one of your favorites. So that's interesting. And at their core, they are defined by their perceptions of right and wrong. Their commitment to doing things right, ones act with self-discipline, determination, and the ability to delay gratification for a brighter tomorrow. And the strengths of the Enneagram ones is are organized, hardworking, and efficient, are aware and, and honest about what the world needs, help others to be better people, value fairness, justice, and order, and do the right thing because it is the right thing, not because someone told them. So I think, yeah, I think you are a number one. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it would be more, you know, more loosened up, but I took it the second time, but I mean, you are who you are. And, and you know, the thing about a lot of those personality tests, too, is I don't know if either of you have taken the Who Are You course. Not yet. But, it's on my list for next year. Yeah. I didn't like it at the beginning when I took the test. <laughs> because as an Enneagram one, I think I know everything. And so um, the questions were a little bit, to me, I thought, this doesn't make sense. But anyway, I'm glad that I stuck with it and uh, went through it because a lot of the personality tests, they will tell you, yep, here's who you are. This is who you are. And here's your strengths and here's your weaknesses. The Who Are You program tells you, here's your strengths and this is who you are. And now here's how to be your best in other situations when, when you're put against something that you don't align with. So it's super, super helpful. And I really like that, that way of looking at it. But yeah, I, I, I do have a high integrity with myself and with others. And sometimes that's hard because other people aren't always going to be who you think they should be. And in my 
life so far, it's served me well because I've been mostly in management. And I think that you're going to be a good manager with, you know, I did, I was a retail manager. I was an office manager. You have to have that organization and that integrity to be good in that job. So I think that that's, and and it's good for raising kids <laughs> to have integrity and teach them integrity. It's good to pass that on to them. And I do like helping and teaching others. So that has served me well as a coach too. So it's great. I think I have a high regard for integrity as well. And it, you're right. Sometimes it can be disappointing mm-hmm. when you put too much emphasis on it for yourself. What, um, what quote or motto do you value? Uh, for years and years, it's been be still. I even have it tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> so that, that kind of helps me just when I start to, you know, when I, I lose focus or when I, you know, start to kind of go off track anywhere, I'm just like, okay, take a minute, be still, get yourself back to where you're supposed to be. So, same thing when somebody else does not have integrity. You need to help yourself be still and, you know, deal with whatever they're handing you. I love that one too. Well, this has been fantastic. I actually can't believe we're already wrapping this up. We can't thank you enough for joining us today. Is there anything that we didn't ask you that you'd like to add? I don't think so. I don't know. I really liked all these questions. Yeah, I think your coaching practice is very unique. And I think that you could help a lot of people with that. I really enjoyed getting to learn more about what you do. I have one last question for you. Okay. So what advice do you have for our listeners who are struggling with a lack of focus or misdirected focus in their own lives? Well, you have to be able to recognize it, that you are losing focus, and then act on it. And either act on it right away and be able to take yourself out of that situation and spend 10 or 15 minutes kind of recentering and then go back to what you're supposed to be doing. Or I actually schedule, I don't call it misdirected focus time, but I actually schedule breaks in my day, especially if I have a full day schedule, where I have a list of 10 or 15 little five or 10 minute projects around the house that need to be done, but I never seem to get to. And if I'm starting to feel like I'm needing to be away from whatever it is I'm working on, or I need a break from that, I'll go and do one of those things on the list, like clean the junk drawer in the kitchen or do something silly that takes you away from whatever it is you're, you're trying to focus on. And it just is like a reset. So when you're just seeing that you're all over the place and struggling to focus, you just have to give yourself permission to get away from that for a few minutes and reset. Great advice. Before we part ways, we want to let you know that our next episode will showcase Coach Judith Labert and the last Ula Blocker of Envy. We want to remind you that we are all designed for greatness and purpose, stress less, feel better, and enjoy life a little more. Thanks again for joining us today, Heather. Thank you. And goodbye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that it inspires you to go get your ULA life, a life of less stress, more balance, and greater purpose. For more information, be sure to check out the notes from today's episode. And if you appreciate our show, please leave us a comment and let us know. We would really love to connect with you. You can also subscribe to our podcast, share it with a friend, and on your social media. Until next time, Be grateful, have faith, and go get your ULA life.